Hello and welcome. We are back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast where you only get me through your ear hole of the many holes that I could come to you with. It's just that one. Isn't that great? I'm Mark, your Trucking Answers podcast host. I'm here with Gracie, who last I saw was sleeping on the bed. That's where she was when I got up. I assume she's still there, but at any moment, she could chime in with a cat's view of what's happening. Now, 8 out of 10 funeral home directors agree that this is the best trucking podcast on the internet. They said it's just killer. All right, so uh, enough with the jokes. My wife is now dying laughing due to these wonderful jokes that I'm putting out there. Today, the country, we have 36 countries now that we're in. Yes, we added one, Brazil. Hello, Brazil. One download. One download. Because uh, people don't know this. I also do this podcast in Portuguese. So uh, that's pretty nice. And I assume that that's starting to uh, get through the Brazil community down there. And in honor of that, today I am wearing only a thong doing this podcast, as people in Brazil do. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it, Brazil. We're going to have some trucking news today, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we're not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of idiots that live on Earth that are preventing us. As soon as we try to get somewhere, they grab our feet and bring us back down to wherever the heck they're living. So... Now, that's what's going on with that. So that's what we're going to do. So uh, let's uh, sit back and uh, let's uh, get this show on the road. I want to talk about parking. I was talking about uh, this to a friend of mine. Who should pay for parking? Because parking is a problem. There's a lot of paid parking. But who should pay to park the truck? And so we had an interesting discussion about this. So as many paid parking, as much as $25 a night. All right. So that's approaching the... uh, the price at a you know a sleazy motel at the moment's pretty close. I think personally that as an employee, the owner of the vehicle, your employer, ought to pay for whatever the costs are of running that vehicle. And if that's parking, then it's parking. Now uh, he took the other view of this that he said, look, drivers are lazy. And they're going to park in paid parking, even if there's free parking, if those spots are closer. So if you have a blanket policy of paid parking, then drivers will just use it and it would be, um, you know, basically wasted money. And I don't think drivers are any lazier than everybody else in the general public. I mean, people, I see this all the time. People will circle circle the parking lot at Meijer to wait for that front spot when there's spots you know five spots down their spots they won't take that spot they're waiting for the first spot so just in general this is a general thing with people so how do we solve that problem though is that a reason not to pay for parking i don't think so i mean i i see it the same as tolls you know the company should pay tolls if If the company didn't pay tolls, would they expect you to pay the tolls? Because that's basically what they're saying. So a company that just has a blanket, we won't ever pay for parking, kind of is saying, look, uh, that's your expense. But really, the only reason that you're parking in a truck stop, likely, right, is that the company sent you there or is sending you somewhere and that's on the way. You wouldn't otherwise drive your car to Nebraska to go sleep in a truck stop parking lot. So these costs are their costs and that you could park closer is 
their problem. Now, I might limit it to 10-hour parking so that drivers don't park there for, you know, just an hour. So that if you do get paid parking, you have to stay there for your break. You're obviously getting your break there and not just coming in to hold up the line or the fuel island because uh, you're like, oh, I, Mark said not to block up the fuel island, so I'll go and paid parking for 25 minutes. So it wouldn't be that. But parking is an expense that should be figured into the rate. And I think larger companies, certainly, they get a discount at many pilots and, you know, other truck stops on fuel. Why couldn't they negotiate the same thing for parking? They should be able to get some kind of parking discount. They go, look, we're going to send our trucks in there to park or whatever, and we don't want to pay $25. So we're going to get a discount on it. And it, so he suggested, look, make it city by city. Uh, you know, in certain cities you could pay and certain cities they wouldn't pay. But that's not legitimate because depending on how many trucks are delivering, you could be in a city that normally has parking, but you get there and there isn't any parking. See, I don't like putting any of these costs on the employee. It, if it's the employer's problem that there's no parking. Don't send people around the country. Let people come home every day if you don't want to pay to park the truck. Any costs associated with the truck should be borne by the employer. And uh, if you work for yourself, I guess that's you. But uh, if you're an employee and there's some kind of cost, it goes to the employer. They figure out how to deal with that. By the way, if, uh, if that was insisted on by drivers, as I always say, as soon as you make your problem their problem, uh, companies would be much more likely to try to figure out a solution to it. Right now, they have zero incentive to figure out a parking, paid parking solution because many places, a majority that I'm finding, are uh, they just make the driver pay for it. They go, well, we don't pay. They don't make you pay, I guess. They're saying, we don't pay. And I suggested that to them. I go, well, what if a driver goes somewhere and there's no parking at that truck stop, you know, other than paid? He said, well, have them go to a rest area or have them park on a ramp. That's not legitimate because many states, including this fine state of Indiana, ramp parking is illegal, even though you see trucks do it all the time. The answer never should be from a company that, hey, why don't you go do something that might be illegal rather than us pay to park the truck? That cannot be a solution. It's the answer from a company shouldn't be, hey, why don't you go do something? It might be legal in the state. We don't know, but go do some. Or driving around to other truck stops to find parking wastes your time. It actually wastes fuel on that from the company too, but that cuts in to your pay. And this is where we get back to this old style mileage pay. Oh, we're going to pay by the mile. Well, then when you drive around these other truck stops, like, oh, I've got to go across the street and then go down one exit to the Petro. And that. You're not getting paid for any of that. This is wasting your time wasting your time i don't like it i don't like it paid parking should be paid by the employer period there shouldn't be any question about it just like there shouldn't be any question that the employer pays for fuel they don't ever say well we're only going to give you 100 gallons of fuel on this trip okay that's just a cost of doing business that they would figure into their rates and uh, that's the way to get it solved that's my take on it you know, even after thinking, well, drivers will park there, I think the solution for that is must park for 10 hours. 
must be we'll pay for your 10-hour break to at paid parking so that's one way to to uh, solve that but costs like that are back to the employer all right that's my take on it hey it's time change weekend <laughs> depending when you're listening to this today is the 5th of uh, november so the 7th of November, set your clocks back in most states. Those of you living in the states that are normal, that don't do this, okay, I hear you. But unfortunately, most of the country is still stuck in the 1800s, changing their clocks, which is ridiculous, but I don't make the rules. Are you over 50 and just getting into trucking? Maybe 60 even, whatever? Well, I have a reporter that's contacted me that I've worked with before. Okay, I know him. He's a great guy. And he is going to do a story on drivers that are 50 and over just getting into trucking as a second, third career, or for whatever reason, changing careers and would like to hear from you. So write to me, Mark, at truckinganswersnation.com. I'll get you in touch with the reporter. And uh, he would do like to do a story on people that are, you know, um, not starting this as their first career. They're 50 and over. So uh, let me know. Let me know. Huh? So write to me if that is you. And if even if you've been in trucking for a while, if you started over in your 50s, you know, 50 or over, he'd like to hear from you and uh, write up a nice story about this. So he wants to talk to real drivers that are really doing this, unlike most reporters who just make stuff up. So that's why I'm doing this for him. And I hope you'll write in. This We are less than one month from getting tickets to the Mid-America Truck Show. I will keep everybody informed about that. You can generally get them on December 1st. Hopefully, they don't cancel the show again for whatever reason they did last year. This is the 50th anniversary, but it'll be uh, so it should be a lot of fun. I hope everybody comes down there to Louisville at the end of March. More information as we get closer to that. Although I know that winter's coming, I could feel it. The Mid America is always like the end of winter show, so that'll be good. Some years it's kind of sleety and snowy down there. And uh, some years it's better. So let's see what happens this year. Big news, of course, the vaccine mandate uh, um, announced this week. And truck drivers are currently, currently not exempted from it. Now, here's how it's going to work. And then let's talk about it for a minute. Okay, employers with 100 or more employees. And they did comment that this can be anywhere. So... If you work for a company that has multiple terminals, and let's say you're in some small terminal that has eight people, it doesn't matter. It's their total number of employees. They commented about that. So, And they said it's a simple headcount, so it would include everybody at the company, not just drivers or just office people. Of course, this is for any company, but this includes drivers. So what you will have to do by December 5th, okay, people that are not vaccinated will be required to wear masks at the workplace all right so uh and january 4th final day to have full proof proof of full vaccination status or weekly testing okay weekly testing now how will that work for drivers who are out well in my opinion and I don't know. It's up to the companies how they do it. But in my opinion, I wouldn't be able to keep drivers over the road that weren't vaccinated because I cannot imagine the logistics of testing drivers on the road, having them tested. By the way, it is written in there that the employer does not have to pay for the testing, just that it has to be done. They could make you pay for the testing. I don't know what it costs. 
right? I never had uh, the test done. So, but you'd be required to that and couldn't work until you had the negative test. So, December 5th, masks for unvax and January 4th, full proof, full proof. Now, you could get it and I guess not give them proof. You'd just be required to have weekly testing. And the solution to this would be to work at a place that is less than 100 employees. But that's not less than 100 drivers. That's less than 100 total employees. So count everybody. Go in the office, mechanics, everybody that they have, 100. It'd be a smaller place, certainly. And there are many places like that. Will What will happen? Well, I don't know. Okay, ATA's all up in arms. There's a, probably a dozen lawsuits, I think, that are going to be filed today. They commented about that. So will it actually go into effect those days? I don't know. There's going to be tons of lawsuits flying everywhere. Could it be put on hold? It could. But that's the news today. Those are the dates today to think about that today. What will happen is smaller places will uh, glom onto this. I'm already seeing in ads no vaccination required no requirement at smaller places they're putting in ads to get people you know they need two more people or whatever so it may be your opportunity to go somewhere smaller will this happen on these days i don't know i don't know the first date december 5th is only a month away and uh so i don't know what to tell you about that that's the current news as it changes will come out but that is the status of the news on that right now where do you fall in that Okay, are you you're gonna be okay there? If you're already a smaller place, it won't make any difference. Now, even smaller places, by the way, I should mention, could mandate their own. Uh, you know, could have their own mandate. They don't have to do this. They can say, "Look, we're gonna follow this." And remember, companies could also make you uh, where to come in. That's gonna be the OSHA rule. So if you pick up at a place that has more than a hundred employees, they're probably gonna have a mask. Uh, regulation and I'll tell you because it's fourteen thousand dollars per violation they'll likely enforce it you're not gonna be able to say well I'm not wearing one in there they're not gonna let you in okay I certainly wouldn't I'm not gonna pay that fine just to let you in so that's something really to think about and really to consider as the days come by we'll see where the lawsuits take you <laughs> now in some other kind of controversial news we have a driver in New Jersey, and we talk about this on the uh, Grammy Award-winning live show uh, every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, regardless of the time change. So uh, I was in New Jersey and had a gun. A gun. Uh-oh. Scary. And he was unloading his truck. Somebody saw it sticking out of his belt or whatever. All right. Called the coppers, and they come over there. Uh, bad boys come over there and what do they do with him congratulate him for protecting himself no they arrest him he had three more guns in the truck and a dog which they took to the pound and impounded his truck took that towed it away he is facing 10 years in jail okay 10 years all right that is nothing to sneeze at that's nothing to throw a pee jug at. That's serious time. Ten years. He says, look, I'm trying to protect myself. Whatever. I get it. You have to be very careful with the laws in these different states. If there's some state that is very strict like that and you want to carry a gun, I don't know why you would go there. right? When you are taking this 
huge risk. People say, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Okay, he's going to be judged by 12, and we'll see what happens. The law there is pretty clear on uh, what he broke, and so he's going to have to hire a lawyer. So far, he said he's gone through $10,000 in legal fees. You don't get that back, by the way. Say he wins his case, all right? He doesn't get his legal fees back. Okay, he may not get his dog back. They didn't actually comment on what happened to the dog beyond that, other than it had to be taken to the pound right then, because what are they going to do with it? This is a real disaster, and it's something to really think about if you're going to be packing heat, as the kids say. That's what all the kids say these days. So if you're going to be doing that, be careful. And hey, how about also wear a longer shirt? All right. Uh, you don't want to be flashing that kind of stuff around either. You don't want to be uh, flashing those barrels out there because this could happen. I'm Some Karen is going to pick up the phone and go, oh, there's somebody here with a scary gun and I have to go to a safe space. And now look where you are. The safe, you're not in a safe space anymore but uh, because of somebody picking up the phone. And I don't like it. And this case will probably take some time to go through the courts. We'll see what happens. But that's what his current situation is. Be very careful crossing state lines with a weapon. That's all I'm saying. I know whenever I bring this up, somebody always writes in, Mark, I've done this and here's the rules. I get it. Okay. This is what happened to this guy. That's what the rules brought this guy into jail. And so far, so far. $10,000 lighter for, uh, you know, the lawyer. And I'm going to say if the gun don't fit, they're going to have to acquit. But we'll see. We'll really see what happens. I have some automotive news. Look, the Bronco Sport. If you heard of it, okay, it's based on the Escape. It's a square body, basically like a Generation 2 Escape, like the Escapes used to look like. And people, <clears throat> even though underneath, it's the same as an escape. Okay, same engine, same transmission, same driveline, everything. It only looks different. People love it, apparently. It has brought Ford to their best SUV month sales in years. It's beating the Cherokee hands down in sales. And a base engine in it is three cylinders. People don't know that, though. Many people I talk to don't even realize it. They don't advertise it as a three-cylinder. They just advertise it as a 1.5 liter. It's actually three cylinders with one cylinder that shuts itself off. So on the highway, you have cylinder deactivation, two cylinders. It's a two popper going down the highway. Many motorcycles have a larger engine than this thing as well. It's actually smaller inside than an Escape, even though it's based on the same platform. Because of the boxy shape of it, uh, there's less room inside than an escape if you wanted actually a little bit more room in it the escape would be the way to go you're getting the same driveline remember you, there's no changes in it other than that other than the bronco sport comes with four-wheel drive okay where the escape it's optional but you can still set it up the same way all right so don't uh don't think anything about anything about that uh the escape just a little bit bigger inside for the exact same driveline and the sport actually costs more money bronco sport i don't even think it should be called a bronco sport i don't like that it should be called a Bronco 2, maybe because it's smaller. Either way, they're selling them like hotcakes. They don't know what to do with themselves. I have started seeing them on the road because they just came out. Cherokee's built on an old platform now, 2013, as a matter of fact. It's eight years old, and it's expensive. Cherokees are, are more money, and also, 
Cherokees do not get the fuel mileage that you get in a sport. Yeah, sure, it's selectable four-wheel drive with high and low range. Now, I'll tell you what, is that really necessary for most people? Let's be honest. And I know somebody's like, well, Mark, I drive over some rutted terrain all the time. Most people don't do that, okay? Just a regular, you know, electronically controlled four-wheel drive system is adequate for 90-some percent of people, I would say. I would say. And Cherokees can approach $50,000. So you're getting kind of expensive. Are you going to go take that down the Rubicon Trail when you could just get a Wrangler to do it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Either way, not a fan of it. Fuel mod suffering in the sport also, you know, just 20, so not great. I just thought that was pretty interesting that they're way beating a Jeep's all like super nervous. 63% of buyers for that do not, had did never owned a Ford before for the Bronco Sport. That's the way, that's how they're grabbing people out of there. Now, I don't know if you look at Bring a Trailer, but this was in the news. I thought this was really something. Who remembers? Now, remember this. Go back in the Wayback Machine. Get in the phone booth. Uh, with your buddy and go back in time to 2000. Oh yes, way back in 2000. The the Chevy Metro. Now this used to be called a Geo Metro, but uh, Geo got absorbed into Chevy right in the 90s, and so by 2000, Met uh, Geos were Chevrolets. The Chevrolet Metro. There is a three-door, five-speed, which is the only way to get a Metro because the three-cylinder in this car one liter only had a 55 horsepower new all right so you're going to want that five speed because the automatic and is a three-speed automatic thank you very much this car has 400 miles on it 403 it shows on the odometer who buys a metro and then keeps it like it's some kind of museum piece anyway there was a picture of it the sticker price on it was 11140 brand new. It had options like an AM FM cassette and air conditioning and rear window defroster and premium group two, which includes nicer seats, a front folding passenger seat to help people get in the back seat. Uh, so it was kind of optioned up. By the way, if you'd have put 11140 in the bank, uh, today, you'd have about $17,900, so keep that in mind. This car stickered 39 City 46 Highway, fuel mileage, and it sold on Bring a Trailer for $18,200, about as much as it would be if you just put that money in the bank. My question is, who pays $18,000 for a 21-year-old Chevrolet Metro? That's my question. What are you going to do with it? Now, it just recently had $1,000 of work at the Chevy dealer, they had to clean the tank out it was full of fuel from the uh, original dealership and replace the fuel pump because it all was uh, basically ruined from sitting can't let gas sit uh, it becomes a problem so somebody for eighteen thousand two hundred dollars bought basically a new metro with 400 miles on it which i assume runs good still my problem with it you know, you're not going to be rolling along on 21-year-old tires very long. They're all going to be ruined. A lot of the hoses in that will be bad from just sitting. You can't just sit that kind of stuff and it be okay. Now, by the way, this car is manual steering. I love that it had air conditioning, but manual steering. So, would this be an interesting car? I guess you could take it to Cars and Coffee and stuff. It's probably the lowest mileage Metro ever uh, in the United States at the moment. I doubt there are any with less miles because... 
You bought it. Maybe the person died. It didn't say what happened to it. It looked like it had been stored inside. This car wasn't exactly parked in a driveway. It looked like it just came out of the showroom. All the original booklets, everything are still there in the plastic. Everything is still there like it's new. Uh, but you don't get a warranty because it was already purchased. Interesting. I don't think I'd put that kind of money into a Metro. Certainly. Tesla is going to open their superchargers to other cars. Now, they have a pilot program of this. And, by the way, it's a disaster. <laughs> right. So here's what happened. They're going to open their superchargers. You're going to be able to charge your car there, too, for a fee, whatever. You're going to be able to use all their superchargers. Awesome. But the problem is all Tesla cars charge at the same point in the driver's side rear. There's a charge port there. They're all at the same place. And so their superchargers have a cord that will reach this point on the cars. Tesla cars all back in to their supercharger spots. If you've ever seen them, that's why. That's as far as the cord reaches. So because the cord at superchargers is short, shorter than most other chargers. If you go to an EVGO, go, just go check one out sometime. Or charge point, the cord's pretty long because chargers on cars are in different places. Unlike fuel caps, which are usually on either side back in the back now, right? They used to be under the license plate, but you didn't have them up front by the headlights. Rarely, right? You didn't have them in different places. It's generally in one or a couple spots and you can pull up to a pump. Well, what's happening now that other cars are using these chargers is they're having to pull into the charger in a weird way and it's blocking more than one spot. Uh, brilliant brilliant because of where their charge port is some can't access it at all because they have a charging point that's just not the cord won't reach long enough so now they're asking tesla to put new cords in all their chargers how about this go use a different kind of charger so you're getting blocked in by some hyundai ionic 5 uh, that is blocking two spots because it has a port in a weird place more or less by the driver's door so it needs a longer cord. It has to squeeze way up there. And their people are just driving in. Not, of course, as normal. They don't ever think about anybody else. So they're blocking several charging spots to charge their weird non-Tesla car at a supercharger. I wouldn't have done it if I was Musk. Okay. These are for our cars. And uh, that was part of the great deal of getting a Tesla is that they had all these dedicated chargers. Now... You're going to be having any, every kind of, you're going to sit there behind a Mimav uh, while they're, uh, you know, juicing up. You're going to sit there behind a $7,000 car. I don't think so. I don't think that'd be any good. I wouldn't like it. I certainly wouldn't like it. I want to bring you another reason why yet we are not on Mars. And it's because of dumb idiots that live on this planet that are morons and stupid as well. So uh, today we're going to head over to DeKalb, Iowa. Okay. Right in the heart of corn and pork country. And we've got a guy there. As always, it's a dude, right? Isn't it always a dude? It's almost always a dude. I, I'll try to find a, a lady who is uh, also an idiot. But there's just not that many. So there's a dude and says, you know what? He's sitting around uh, probably his dank <laughs> apartment um, with a dog looking at him. And he says, I got some stuff to sell. And I want to sell some stuff. Now... He's not too savvy, but he's got a computer and he says, why don't I just list my things for sale like everybody else does? You know, he sees couches for sale and stuff like that. So he says, look, I got some ecstasy. I got some guns. 
I, I you know, I need to offload some of this stuff. I'd like to make a little bit of money. And so, uh, you know, he does. He lists it on social media for sale like everybody else does. And I guess I thought they kind of would scan the uh, ads for words, but I guess they don't. So he lists his items for sale. And um, turns out the police scan these lists for stolen merchandise and come across his listing. They go, oh, here's a listing for ecstasy and some guns. They contact him, but they don't tell him they're the police. So they contact this guy and go, hey, we'd love to buy some of your merch. And um, he's like, oh, right, I got a hot one here. We're going to make a, make a deal. And they go, hey, you know what? Because because this stuff, you know, is all, you know, ecstasy and that, let's do it at the police station parking lot because nobody will suspect us there and it's out in public. And he's like, great idea. So they meet, they have a range of time and he shows up <laughs> brilliant, with the merchandise. Uh, the police come out of the police station and go talk to him, look at the merchandise, verify it is what he said it is, and arrest him and take him into the police station. All right. Look, I don't know what to say about stuff like this. You know, there's... <laughs> I just don't get it. What are you thinking? Um, you do not list ecstasy on social media sites for sale. That just does not happen. And then... You meet people at the police station, they come out of the police, that should be a hint right there, maybe go booking it, right, go legging it down the street, okay, but uh, no, but he's like, no, oh, this is probably legitimate, uh, you know, these two fine gentlemen are coming to talk to me here, uh, oh, why why are you handcuffing me kind of thing, I'm sure he had no idea what the problem was, but uh, he, the other thing, you know, look, if you're going to do this kind of thing, you got to keep this on the down low, okay, keep it on the hush hush. You cannot post this stuff and then just respond to random. It's scary enough buying stuff on, uh, you know, these places, uh, much less listing this kind of stuff. But, hey, you know, I don't know what to say. That uh, That is another. That person hopefully will not be on Mars listing things on, uh, you know, MarsCraigslist.com. So hopefully that won't happen. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening today and my one new Brazil listener. Thank you for that. Uh, hopefully, you'll download the Portuguese version of uh, this podcast. Let me know that you're listening. I appreciate it. If you're over 50, remember, get in touch with me. If you're starting trucking and over 50, a reporter would like to do a story about people over 50 getting into trucking. So, markettruckinganswersnation.com and for any other missives. Otherwise, we'll be back soon with another podcast, and we'll see you on the live show on Monday. Thanks for being here.